You're listening to episode 24 of the Journey to Launch podcast, how to set yourself up for success in 2018, plus a review of my personal savings goals. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey to Launch podcast. This is episode 24. If this is your first time listening, thank you for checking me out. Hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a reoccurring or returning listener, hey there, thank you for coming back. I am going to be talking a bit about how to set yourself up for an amazing 2018, how to do a year-end review for the current year, 2017, and then I'm going to update you on my goals. So I set some pretty lofty goals for my family this year on how much we wanted to save and invest. I said we wanted to save and invest $93,000. So at the towards the end of this podcast, I'll be just revealing where we are with that number. Also, excuse, I'm usually not this nasally. I'm not really feeling that well, but I'm determined to get this episode out for you today. And so I'm recording it and just bear with me. Um, a bit through this episode. My goal is to really put out consistently episodes every week for at least a year. So this is episode 24. I have, you know, a lot more to go and then I'll reevaluate if I want to do seasons or not. But you let me know, like, do you want to just like, do you enjoy hearing it week by week? Would you um, like seasons where, I mean, technically the seasons will be more for me. It would allow me to have a break between, you know, a bunch of episodes, but you know, that's something I'm going to decide on, I think, after this year. Right now, I love the momentum that this podcast has, that the feedback it's been getting. So I really want to keep it up. I don't want to take a break. I want to push through. So I just want to thank you again. Just thank you for listening. And as I always say, if you are enjoying this, please just tell a friend, share it out to your family and friends on social media. If you are listening to this in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please leave a review and I'll talk more about how to get in touch with me and keep in contact at the end of the episode. So let's hop right in to what we're going to talk about, which is how do we reflect back and create not only like the perfect year going forward, but how can we look back what, of what we did previously? Because it's the perfect time right now. We are nearing the end of the year. It's the perfect time to do this year in review. And typically at your job, especially if you work in corporate America or in a corporate environment, you typically do assessments or year in reviews and you look at what went right and what went wrong. And then you set your goals up for the new year. So usually you have a manager telling you to do this. But I want you to be your own manager. You are your own boss. You're your own boss of your finances. So this is very integral and important for you to do. And so right now we're going to really talk about how you can do your own year in review, how to evaluate what you should be doing going forward and what you should leave behind and not continue doing forward. So I'll, like I said, I'm going to give an update on what I, my family and I were able to accomplish this year. And then we will talk a little bit about some other stuff. So 
It's really important when conducting your year in review that you think about and you reflect on what went right and what went wrong because, again, you want to continue the things that are going right and you want to stop doing the things that did not go right. So if you were to break out your goals into the following categories and give yourself a rating from 1 to 10, how would you rank yourself? So the categories that we're going to discuss are income, expenses, saving and investing, and then habits. So really, we're going to go through each of these and then I'm going to ask you some questions and I want you to really think about how you did for the year and what you can do next year going forward. So first category, income. Did you set a goal for your income in 2017? And if you did, how did you do? Did you make as much as you set out to make? And if you did not set an income goal, but you had an idea or of what you wanted to make, just think about for 2018, how much money do you want to make? How much more money do you want to make above what you're currently making? Now, granted, we always want to make more, right? Um, But realistically, where are you and what did you really want to do for this year? And how did you stack up? Did you really maximize and earn as much as you thought you could because really the income is the driving force of the wealth equation the wealth equation income minus expenses equals the gap and that gap is how you grow wealth and pay down debt and reach your goals and so as much as we talk about expenses which we will talk about in the next category your income is the driving force and the higher that is the easier and the faster it will it will be to reach your goals no matter what they are And so really, I want you to look at how did you make money this year and what are the ways in which you can earn more for next year? What's your target and how will you get there? How the how will you get there part is very, very important. So it's one thing to say, oh, I want to earn or make 20, 30,000 more dollars. But how are you going to do that? You really have to be specific about the roadmap that you're going to take to do that. So, for example, can you work extra hours at your job? Can you start a side hustle? Um, I like saying low-cost side hustles, especially if you are in debt. You don't want to go into debt to start a business, but are there things you can do right now that don't cost a lot of money in which you can earn extra income? So tutoring, walking a dog, babysitting, what can you do right now? And if you already have a side hustle, so I know a lot of you guys listening, you already have something you're working on the side doing or you have a business that you're doing, How can you set income goals for your business or your side hustle? And again, how will you get there? Are you going to sell X amount more products or reach X amount more customers or have X amount more discovery calls? What are you actually going to do? Second category, expenses. How did you manage your expenses this year? Did you spend the way you wanted to? And where did you overspend? And was your spending aligned with your goals? Now, how do you do an assessment like that? Well, sometimes you already know and you don't have to whip out a calculator or a spreadsheet to even really understand where you're overspending because a lot of us know deep down that we are overspending in categories such as eating out and restaurants and shopping. So you might already know where you can already just like stop the bleeding of spending too much, but it's always really good to look at the numbers because when you look at the numbers, Um, you really can't deny it. And sometimes what happens is because you don't want to admit to yourself about your spending habits, like how much you're spending on things, unless you really see it, like you might even be just be surprised about how much you're spending. So this is why I recommend a budget 
because it really, really allows you to see where your money is going. You can do look backs and see what's happening and see the actual numbers. And there's no denying it. So hopefully you do have a budget or you use some kind of budgeting app. But most of the apps or if you're using a budget, even if it's on a spreadsheet or a piece of paper, look back. Look back at what you've been spending and if there are ways in which you can cut back for the new year or at least align your spending to the things you really want to spend on that will bring you closer to your goals. Now, if you do not have a budget, this is the perfect time to start. Really, it's one of the most important foundational things you can do to move yourself ahead in your finances. And a lot of people like to overskip this step. I talk about this a lot. This is why I created the budget boot camp because one of the questions that I get often, right? So a lot of you guys are drawn to my story, to this podcast, because ultimately you want to reach financial independence. You want to not have to work for a paycheck. You want to be financially free. You don't want to have any debt. And you just want to be able to do what you love doing. So you have these lofty goals um, that we all really want to target. But then some follow-up questions that I typically have for a lot of people when they come to me and they ask me questions is, okay, so where are you with your finances? How are you with your debt? How are you with your budget? And so many people did not have a budget that were reaching out to me. And it was just like, I understand that you want to get to the advanced journeyer stage. So in my whole roadmap of becoming and reaching financial independence, I break it out from beginner, intermediate to advanced And so a lot of us, we want to be in that advanced stage because that's the stage where we're really seeing our our net worth grow. We're really, really hitting our targets. But before you can do that, you really have to go through the beginning intermediate steps and budgeting is one of them. So that's why I created the budget bootcamp because I really wanted to be able to help people who did not understand how to budget. And so if you do want to check that out, you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash budget bootcamp. And again, expenses. It's really just breaking down what you've spent, where did you overspend, how can you manage your expenses better next year. Third category, saving and investing. How much were you able to save and invest last year and what are your goals for this year? Do you want to work up to maxing out some of your pre-tax and post-tax investment vehicles like your 401k or your Roth IRA? Do you want to just significantly increase more what you contribute? And then how will you do it? And so will you do it in one shot? Will you just say, okay, I'm going to wake up maybe on January 1st and I'm going to, instead of contributing 3% to my 401k or my Roth IRA, I'm going to max it out. Like I'm going to just like 15% or whatever percentage. Or do you want to gradually increase it? And so I always like, if this is, if you don't want it to be too much of a shock, you can actually, a lot of companies, when You set up your 401k or even with your outside traditional or Roth IRA, you can say gradually increase my contribution. So maybe 1% or you do $10 a month, you do $30 next month and you slowly increase it and you make it automatic. So that way it's not as shocking and it's not requiring you to do any work. It's doing it for you. And then the smaller increments really just help buffer the changes. So where it's not as impactful to the bottom line where you feel like it's too much of a shock to your income. So really, what are your savings and investing goals for the year? You know, it's part of the saving and investing. It could be paying off debt. So what are you really doing 
for hitting those saving and investing and debt payoff goals. How did you do? Remember, I started the saying, rank yourself one through 10. So if you are keeping track, first category was income. Rank yourself one to 10, 10 being really good. How did you do with your income this year? Same thing with the second category, expenses, one through 10. How did you do with your expenses in terms of spending and managing it? And the third one, saving and investing. How did you do with saving and investing? So again, if you are not saving and investing and paying off debt the way you'd like, what can you do different next year to do that? And if you go back and look at category one and two, those are the ways you're going to be able to save and invest more by increasing your income and or decreasing your expenses. That creates that gap I mentioned. And so that will automatically help you with the third category, saving and investing. So a lot of it is intertwined. You can't necessarily not do one without doing the other. And if you really do all these categories and you focus on improving each one of them, it will be a domino effect. It will automatically help you in the other categories. Category four, habits. Another very important category to consider and to really evaluate. What good habits did you pick up this year? What habits do you want to leave behind in 2017 that do not serve you well? And what do you want to develop or improve upon for 2018? So some good ideas of habits are reading more, waking up early. Those are actually two of the habits I want to cultivate more of in 2018 for myself. And because habits, you know, there are a reason why like the most wealthy, the most successful people like typically if you did a interview or you looked at their habits or the way they their mindset was like a lot of it a lot of it's similar because it's not a mistake that in order to be successful there are certain habits that are just going to be more aligned with more successful people so reading is a, a habit of very successful people waking up early seems to also be a habit of successful people so again what can you do going forward that will, in your habits, create ways in which you'll be able to, again, hit the other categories. And so it might be a habit of you need to budget more. You, you maybe have a budget, but you don't check it often and you don't really stick to it. So your habit is becoming more on top of your finances, really, really looking at what you're doing. So that, that's a habit you can improve upon. So one to ten to then rank how your habits were this year. You know if you weren't really able to focus and why that was. And maybe you knew there were things you should have been doing, but you kind of decided not to do instead. And this actually reminds me of a quote that I posted on Instagram earlier this week. And it's starve your distractions and feed your focus. So the things that are distracting you, the habits that are distracting you from reaching your goals what are they? Be honest with yourself. Is it too much social media? I don't know. Is it, you know, like what is it that is really distracting you from reaching your goals? Is it going out to eat too much? Is it not knowing how to cook? So therefore you just automatically go out to eat more. Is it not preparing yourself well in the morning? So maybe when you're leaving for work, you never have time to make your lunch or make your breakfast. Like what are the habits that, or what are the things that are not helping you on your financial journey? And then what can you do differently? What habits can you develop and create in 2018 that will help you? So those are the four habits I want you to look back on in 2017. What did you do right? What can you do better? And then set those goals up for 2018.
this leads me to talk about where we ended up. So where my husband and I ended up for the year in terms of our saving and investing. Last year, we were able to save and invest $85,000. This year, we set a very ambitious goal of saving and investing $93,000. And like, da dun da dun <laughs> Really, the tally of what we were able to do was less than $93,000. And I'll go into why that happened and the changes we're making going forward. Looking back and tallying up the numbers, the amount that we were able to do was $84,100. So let me just break out how we did that. So 63% of the $83,000 was in pre-tax retirement accounts. So that's our 401k, our 457, 403b plan. And 37% of that was in post-tax retirement accounts. So that's our Roth IRAs and taxable investments and et cetera. So like we did last year, we were able to max out my husband's 403B plan and 457 plan. Well, actually, last year we didn't max those out because we had just started kind of, not mid-year, but we just, you know, we just got on this plan of saving and investing aggressively last year. So we weren't able to max those out last year, but this year, because we started from January, maxing out and putting the most into these accounts, we were able to reach that $18,000 limit in each account for his 403B and his 457 plan. And then we were also able to max out my 401k. But really when I say max out, it was really to what my company allowed, which was only about $14,000 because they tagged me as a highly compensated employee this year, which actually limited the amount I could contribute. So when I add up maxing out the 403b, maxing out his 457 plan, and then the amount I was able to contribute to my 401k, plus my company match, it comes out to about $53,000. So that is a big chunk of what we were able to save this year. And again, really, that is all because it's all automatic. So we set this up where the money comes out pre-tax. Well, these are all pre-tax retirement accounts. But so it automatically comes out pre-tax before we even get our money. Before we get our take-home money, this money is already off to our accounts. And so for us, it makes it easier to live off of what's left because we made saving into these accounts a priority. And I also, um, I understand that some, some of you guys might not have the best types of investment opportunities or options in your 403B or 457 or even 401k where the fees are pretty high. So you might not be opting into your accounts, but for us, our fees are pretty good um, in these accounts, um, way below 1%. And so for us, and at our income level, it just makes sense to max these out. So again, we were able to hit our goal this year of maxing out as much as we could our pre-tax retirement accounts. 37% of it, again, was in our post-tax retirement accounts. So let me break down what that was. 11,000 of it was to max out our 2016 Roth IRA. So for those of you that don't know, you do have up until tax time till tax deadline to for the pre for the current year to contribute to your Roth IRA or traditional IRA for the previous year. So what I typically do is when I get my bonus in March, I allocate just $11,000 to max out my Roth IRA. So we were able to do that early this year. Well, our two Roth IRAs. So everybody individually gets to contribute 5500 And so for my husband and I, we funded two Roth IRAs. 
at the beginning of the year and it counted actually towards 2016's tax planning. And again, I use the money from my bonus, which makes it pretty easy because I already tagged that no matter how much I make or how much I get for my bonus, that $11,000 is going towards these accounts. Additionally, we had a goal of in, investing $15,000 into index funds. Uh, so index funds is a great way to, as a taxable account to save and invest money. And we go through Vanguard and the goal was 15,000, but we only, and I shouldn't say only, but we were able to do 11,600. So it was pretty good still, but it wasn't that amount. I didn't get to 15,000 and I'll tell you why in a bit. Also additional mortgage payments. So we had a plan to put an additional $9,600 on the principal uh, addition to our monthly payments. So that's about $800 additionally a month we're paying. And really that $800 comes from our investment property in Dumbo that I talked about earlier in this podcast. It was the um, property that I bought uh, when I graduated from college. And so it's a that's a cash positive flowing property where the rent more than pays for the mortgage. So any additional money that I get from there, I was using it to put down on the principal of our current home. But we didn't we didn't reach the um the goal of ninety six hundred because I really wanted to to be able to max out um some other stuff. So we really we only put in eight thousand dollars additionally on our principal. And let me tell you why that happened. So in about September, I started looking into the process of refinancing our 30-year mortgage into our 15-year mortgage because I wanted to just see if it would make sense to lower our interest amount of how much we were paying over the term of the 30 years, even though we were paying additionally. I wanted to see if we were to lock ourselves into a 15-year mortgage, how would that work? How would that compare in terms of overall interest paid on the loan? And it worked out that we would pay less in interest because our rate would drastically decrease, but it would lock us into a higher rate. So we refinanced into a 15-year mortgage and it increased our payment by $500. So in the grand scheme of things, the grand scheme of our FI plan, paying off the mortgage is very important because it's our highest monthly expense. And with it looming over us, we are much more limited in what we can do and have to be much more mindful on like that the fact that we have to cover our mortgage. So for me, it was like a safe way to say, okay, you're definitely going to pay this off in 15 years. You are locking yourself into a higher payment. But right now, it allowed me to also, instead of putting that additional 500 down, it's I increased the minimum payment by 500, but I can now use that additional money that I was spending on additional principal payment to what we call in the FI community, FU money. So you can figure out what that means, right? FU money, meaning money in which you have, in which it can carry you to prepare you for major changes that you want to make. So obviously I've been kind of hinting at this. I want to make some major changes next year and going forward in how, how I, I'm making money and I really need to set myself up to where I can make that possible. And so instead of saving as much as we did, so the last two years, we're very aggressively saving and investing. And a lot of that was into our pre-tax and retirement accounts, which did wonders for our net worth and our accounts in general, right? But in order to save up this FU money, in order to really, really 
have this bulk amount accessible to us, not in retirement accounts. That way, when I am ready to make the jump to leave my job and pursue journey to launch or whatever it else is that I want to do, like I have enough runway and cushion to be comfortable to do that. So instead of paying additional on the mortgage and instead of investing to that up to our goal and what we want to do in index funds, we have opted to now really, really save and hoard as much cash as we can. We really just made this decision like this month. And so going forward, it definitely changes our strategy a bit because we won't be investing as, as, at all or much into our pre-tax retirement accounts right now. It's really going to be a lot in cash and some, you know, possibly still the Roth IRAs. So this is the reason we didn't save as much in index investing or our 529 accounts for the kids. So this was another reason we did not hit our targeted goal this year of saving and investing because not only did we pull back on the index investing and putting principal down on the mortgage, we also did not invest anything into the 529 accounts. So one of the things we wanted to do, 529 accounts, the college accounts for our kids, we opened them up this year or last year and it's funded, it has money in it, but we 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 did not put any additional money in this year. And that's because, again, we really want to save as much money in cash as possible right now. So, and this is all kind of falls into the big changes that I mentioned a couple episodes ago about investing more in myself, investing more in Journey to Launch, because doing more things with Journey to Launch to get it off the ground really outsourcing things that I don't need to be spending my time on, but I can better use my time doing other things. For 2017 taxes, I'm planning on hiring a CPA to help do our taxes. For the past few years, I've been doing our taxes. Again, it's not my expertise, but I've learned so much by doing that. But I really need professional help at this point to help guide me and to help me figure out what I'm doing and how I can maximize my tax taxes and the efficiencies of my taxes. So these are the things that I'm looking at investing more in and not only going forward, but another reason why we weren't able to save as much because I've been really, really thinking about how to invest more in me. I'm my biggest asset, just like you are your biggest asset. So your business, my business, your bank account is not your biggest asset. It's a great asset to have, but it's not your biggest. You are your biggest asset. Even in my situation, Uh, We have, you know, we're building up our wealth. We, you know, we have some hefty accounts, but it's not about what's in the bank accounts for me. It's about me, like internally, mentally, emotionally. How am I the best version of me? Because it's my ability to create my plans and organize my thoughts and the skill sets that make it possible for me to do what I've done, to make it possible for me to have earned as much as I've earned throughout my working career and to create Journey to Launch. So I, I mean, this has never been more real and and important to me than it is now, this whole idea of investing in myself, because a lot of times people, and especially when we talk about expenses, right? So we do such a good job, I think, in the personal finance community of talking about expenses and talking about eliminating expenses and bringing it down as much as possible. And yes, that's very important. But I don't think we should neglect or not put into perspective why it's so important to invest and spend. Like it's, it takes spending money 
to make money for the most part, right? So again, whether that is going back to school and advancing your degree so you can make more money or taking classes on the side or buying a course to learn about something or hiring a CPA or a coach. These are all things that when you're investing in yourself, when you're ready to do these things, it will help increase the biggest asset, the biggest thing you have, which is your own internal ability to succeed. And I do believe it's one of these things that a lot of people do not believe in themselves. Like they don't have that mindset that they are an asset and they look to outside things to help them garner and make more money, which again is fine. But unless you are, if you're neglecting yourself, it's not really going to work because you really need to, to have this mindset. And so this reminds me actually of a Jay-Z lyric <laughs> in the song, You Don't Know. And he says, I sell ice in the winter. I sell fire in hell. I'm a hustler, baby. I sell water to a well. By the way, when I first heard that song, I always thought he said, I'll sell water to a whale, like the, the whale in the water. I think either one works, but whatever. You get the point. Now, I'm not saying you have to be the hustler like Jay-Z, right? I'm not saying you have to be an entrepreneur to have this mindset. But really what I think I love about this line, this phrase in his song, is that no matter where you are, you as your biggest asset, you can thrive because there's no one that can take that away from you, right? So no matter where you end up, whether, you know, you are, you know, you've been born with a lot, you weren't born with a lot. If you have the mindset that you can do anything and you are resourceful, remember, I love this line, it's better to be resourceful than to have resources. Like that is what's important. So developing your skills, developing your talents is really what's going to set you apart, set you ahead and have you reach your goals. And so I like to think of that when I think of investing in myself, because I want to be able to succeed in any environment, in anything I choose to do. So, you know, that's kind of what my mindset is now. And I'll be sharing more of my 2018 strategy with you when I can. For now, that's like the high level of it. You know, we're really going to be focusing more on cash this year and hoarding our money um, <laughs> to, you know, prepare ourselves for some big changes coming up. And so I'm excited about it. It's definitely a big change for what we've been doing for the past couple of years. But you know what? This is what life is about. This is what planning is about. It's about really understanding what's going to work and what's not going to work. And you won't really know that sometimes until you, you start doing it. So I wanted to remind you a couple things before I go. I really hope you enjoy that. And you really got some helpful tips on how to plan your 2018. But here's what I want to talk about. The budget boot camp. I already mentioned it. But like, as I said, it's such an integral part of your journey. Please, if you do not have a budget, like do not skip this step. This is why I created the budget bootcamp, which I'd love for you to come check out. It's at journeytolaunch.com slash budget bootcamp. The second thing I wanted to mention, which I talked about a little bit on the previous podcast was to launch to financial freedom mastermind. I am so excited for this um, to begin. This mastermind is really a three month coaching program where I'll be working with a bunch of journeyers in a group setting as your leader, as your coach to help you really jumpstart your journey to financial freedom. The classes start on January 11th and they run through March 29th. Enrollment for this mastermind officially opens on January 4th. 
And so I'm mentioning it now to you because I'd love for you to actually check it out from now because I do have some specials going on. So if you go to journeytolaunch.com slash mastermind, you'll be able to read up more on what this Launch the Fire Financial Freedom Mastermind is all about. So for early enrollment and reduced pricing, sign up for the wait list. You can do that by going to that site, journeytolaunch.com slash mastermind. And you'll get special pricing if you are wanting to sign up now because I'm only going to take a you know a, a certain amount of people into this group coaching session because I don't want it to be too huge. And I already do have some amazing people signed up, ready to go. I'm so excited to work with them. But I mentioned this before. I do one-on-one coaching and I love it. I love talking one-on-one and helping people. But I also get numerous emails and inquiries from people really wanting to work with me, but then they can't because of the price point and so this group coaching is such a great way to get just as much benefit working with me one-on-one but in a group setting and then you're working with other people on the same journey so it's I think of amazing value because it's a fraction of the cost as what it would be to do group to do single coaching but it's in a group coaching setting which is very helpful for a lot of people so on this journey it's so important to have cheerleaders and people who understand what you're going through. And that's kind of what this program is about. You know, this is more for my beginner and intermediate journeyers. And we'll be covering a bunch of topics such as mindset, goal setting, improving your cash flow, credit, and much more. My goal is for you after this group coaching session, after this mastermind, is to come out so much further ahead. Like this, like this is the point, right? When we talked about investing in ourselves. And if this is something that feels like it would be right for you, go check it out. See if you're interested and sign up and join us. I am so prepared and ready to take a few journeyers with me right now <laughs> on this path. Um, so again, you can check out journeytolaunch.com slash mastermind. So here's just a couple of things just to remind you. If you can leave me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen, that'd be awesome. Um, you know, I am actually on a lot more things than Apple iTunes. I know a lot of you guys are not, you know, you're not, uh, you don't have Apple products, right? But you can find me on Stitcher. You can find me now on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, you can actually find me on Spotify. Just search Journey to Launch. You can even find me on YouTube. So on YouTube, I'm going to start doing more videos next year. So, but my podcast is actually loaded into YouTube. It automatically goes to YouTube. So you can listen there. You can um, listen pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Another thing to do, sign up for my email list if you haven't already. So go to journeytolaunch.com. There are a million ways you can opt into my email list. I have a free five-day money-saving challenge. I have a free Your Way to 85K wealth building email course. I have a resource library that you can check out. So there are a million ways to check out how to um, join the the email list. And then once you're on the email list, you'll start getting weekly emails from me so you won't miss a thing. And another way to keep in touch, join the private Journey to Launch Facebook group. So this group is so awesome. I mean, if you if you really like this podcast, if you like me, this is a great way to keep more in touch. Um, I, I do share a bit more information in there because it's just a bit more closed. And actually, you know, the other people in the group, the journeyers in the group do a really good job of sharing, um, asking questions. So it's really if you're on Facebook 
and you want a community to help you uh, just give you that encouragement and connect with me and other journeyers more, join me at journeytolaunch.com slash community or just look me up Journey to Launch in Facebook. If you want anything I discussed in this episode, so any of the links that I mentioned, because I mentioned a lot of links all the time, right? You can go to show notes, journeytolaunch.com slash episode 24. The next time we'll talk is actually going to be after Christmas. So if you're listening to this in real time, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and you enjoy your time off. If you're taking any time off with your family and your friends And I will chat with you next week for another episode. Bye.